And here we are, again, back where we started. Yes. Back at the beginning of the podcast, we absolutely did not have to go through a bunch of stuff just to get to this first slide for the second yeah, time. Don't, don't worry about God it. God forbid. God forbid. <laughs> Welcome to Well, There's Your Problem, an engineering podcast where we have to start the podcast twice to uh, in, ensure that we got it right. Um, I'm for, Justin yeah, Rod for, <laughs> oh. for twice as many pronoun checks. Yeah, twice as many pronoun checks. My pronouns are he, him, and he, him. Um, <laughs> Double whammy. Yes. Uh, Alice, go. I feel yeah. weird doing oh, second. Fuck's sake. I, no, I was gonna. I was gonna let Justin do it because I cut him off. So like, oh. everyone's only gonna know him as Justin Rosn. Oh right, you know Justin Rosny. We gotta protect There's his additional we protect his ID. Yes. Mm. Everyone knows uh, who I am. Uh, that's yeah. True. Alice Caldwell Kelly. My pronouns are she, her, she, and her. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also on a podcast called Trash Future. You should listen to it. You should listen to it. Uh, I am Liam Anderson. Pronouns are he, him, he, him. Uh, I am at, on Twitter at Old Man Anderson, uh, and also in our comments section. Uh, conveniently, uh, we took uh, some of our listeners' uh, angry, deranged, furious opinions that we should uh, not stick to sports. And yeah, uh, we, we are we going to stick to fucking spin. sports, yeah. kids. Yeah. <laughs> only only sports. Yeah, we are uh, only going to talk about sports from here on out. Wh yeah, why did Jim it. Spanfeller buy an engineering podcast? I fuck. Uh, <laughs> I was ready to go. I thought you were talking about Dean Spanos, the guy who owns the Chargers, who is a horrible fucking human being. And I was like, ah, oh, ah, oh, Chargers chat. No, I'm ready. A, a, another horrible human being. No. No, we're actually yeah, we're not. we're gonna get moved to Chicago now. That's the annoying bit. Yeah, we're actually under the onion. Well, on the bright side, I do like Chicago. We're just under an enormous onion, just pinned down. <laughs> yeah, struggling to breathe. Oh, I didn't even see that get in the house. <laughs> yeah, I'm stealthy with onions. All right, so we're looking at a picture of a soccer pitch or a football mm. pitch. If you're European, you notice yeah. there's a lot of people on it. And well, an I mean, back, back then, you had to you had to pay by the pixel, which is why it looks like that. This is well, also no, bad yes. if you're European. Yeah, there was a, there was only like they were yeah, rationed okay. in Europe until like the seventies. Yeah, everyone remembers when the world switched from black and white to color, but no one talks about how many more pixels we have these days. Absolutely, that's dizzying. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> go back to four eighty i. That's all I can handle. <laughs> no, today, today we're going to talk about the Hillsborough disaster, right? Which was. Uh, a disaster when too many people tried to squeeze into too small of a space at a football match. That right. doesn't sound ideal. Yeah. No, good. There, 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 there was too much sports, and people tried to sports too much, and uh, a terrible thing happened. Yes. Highly unfortunate. So, uh, I thought we'd start by talking about stampedes, right? <laughs> Go, going into this with the kind of reverence and uh yeah the, yes subtlety that we are known for exactly Absolutely. Yes. all right so um so a lot of times uh in the media right we'll, we'll they'll sort of talk about you know any kind of crowd disaster is a stampede right and sort of a, a stampede i guess is is a, a it's a sort of fast moving crowd and you know it tramples people to death who fall over right and this is mm. the less common of the two kinds of crowd disasters, right? Because usually it doesn't kill a lot of people, you know, only the people who fall over. What's much more common is something called a crush, right? But that's, that sounds so much better. I know, right? <laughs> so uh, a crush yeah, is when... Crush, you know. Yeah. 
you have like a crowd that's moving in one direction, right? And, you know, or they're moving away from something and they reach a barrier of some kind, right? And they can't all get through. Yeah. Yeah. Immovable objects. Yes. And, you know, people push up against that thing, right? And they get sort of crushed into it. Sometimes this causes like asphyxiation or physical crushing injuries. Sometimes, uh, a lot of times, this can kill a lot of people really quickly, right? Um, Right. Of course, both of these things are usually accompanied by other disasters going on at the same time. So, you know, maybe maybe there's a fire, people are trying to get out of a theater. Maybe they're trying to get out of a sinking boat. I don't know, you know? Yeah. Or they're trying to escape the Lion King. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Tr- tr- trying to escape a theater fire on a boat and the theater is showing the Lion King. Yes. The Very new specific, Lion King, normally, not, but, not the old uh, one. Yeah. Mm. You don't have to do this, Disney, now that we've already stolen your intellectual <laughs> property, which shout out to that. Uh, oh, since my girlfriend does not listen to this podcast, uh, I can say that she is a huge Disney fan. We included a Disney still, and she'll never hear about it. So that's super tight. Hi, yeah. <laughs> absolutely do not seek out Liam's girlfriend to like inform on us yeah please oh, don't god. do that oh god alright so you know if, if, if you're like in a crowd and you're worried there might be a crush you know usually you're not at risk of that until there's like around 6 to 7 people per square meter right or at least mm. that's what Wikipedia said I didn't just, look just getting out like a, a, yeah. a big tape measure to measure the square meter around. Excuse me. Excuse me. If, if, yeah. there's, people, me. Yeah. if there's people bumping into you on all four sides, then you're in the danger zone. Oh yeah, that was super tight. Are, are we I gonna was... get? Are we gonna get the sting for that? Oh. Uh, then you're shaking <laughs> hands with danger. Shake Shake hands hands with danger danger. with both hands on like four sides. That's actually incredibly impressive dexterity. Congratulations on rolling. Yeah, totally. It's it's, it's like that. It's like the thing where you like have a a meeting or something and you have to like shake hands around a table and you end up like not knowing what you're doing with both hands. Yeah. It's like you're in church. I am your business cloud. Please hire me. Yes. (laughs) Peace be with you. Shake hands with danger. <laughs> why, why did we stop doing the kiss of uh, the kiss of peace for shaking hands with danger anyway? Uh, uh, Schwitzing like a priest in a preschool. Yes, mm. you know what? How how do we avoid crush disasters? Right? How, how do we avoid stampedes? And and there's there's like multiple methods. Um, I think one of the most extreme examples. Um, of course, is uh, in Saudi Arabia. In uh, this is the, oh, the place we love. Oh yes, this is the uh, U.S. ally. Yes, this mm. is the Alice. You may have to help me on this one. This is the <laughs> Jamarat <laughs> Bridge in no, Mina. Pretty good. Okay. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, you, you you nailed it on this one. That that is um, it's part of the Hajj. You uh, stone those you see the vertical bits at the bottom there those are around uh, stone pillars which are kind of like walls now and you throw stones at them uh it's it's theologically important and also people all like to do it at the same time of day even though you don't have to so you get like the the fucking the population of belgium all trying to get through that bridge in like an hour it just sounds like yeah. an extreme version of hazing I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. it's it, it's w- the thing is, Islam is not a religion that tolerates social anxiety very well. <laughs> <laughs> but 
It's I, I feel like the the Hajj theologically was it was sort of intended that you know maybe fewer people would do it. Yeah, and maybe I mean, not people, all people at the same think. time. People have talked about uh, the possibility of like extending it. Um, so like you do it over like two months rather than one. Uh, I, I think that would probably be wise. But yeah, nothing nothing's sort of going on with there, and so we're just adding more stacks onto this giant parkade here and cramming more people into it. It, it is. Jesus it does Christ. look very much like a parking garage, right? With like highway ramps going into it, but it's all it's all pedestrian infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Because of, you know, the chronic uh, crushes and stampedes which have plagued the Hajj for decades yeah, like now. One every ten years, give or take. Yeah, Good exactly. Lord. So, you know, and they just keep getting bigger just because, you know, so many more people are doing it. Um, yeah. So, you know, one of the ways you do this is through a lot of pedestrian infrastructure. And the other way you do it is through, you know, good crowd control, right? If you can just prevent so many people from going into one space at once, you know, mm-hmm. and, and sort of control them well, you, you can avoid these problems. And I, I do think it's interesting that, you know, they're, 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 in, in Islam, y'all are like now maybe adopting theology for practical concerns. <laughs> that's, very, that's very Catholic. Yeah, that's- man. <laughs> well, I mean, one one thing one thing with the with the Jamarat Bridge is that, like, uh, as we'll see later on with uh, with crushes and stampedes and stuff, is that if you widen one area, you just kind of create more choke points further out. Um, and so oh, they good. had just finished expanding this one um, when I, I think the most recent crush happened, and that was like two of the sort of the off ramps of this. Uh, which were a little bit smaller because you're not as worried as about people going out, uh, sort of converged on each other and people got trapped in the middle. Oh, good um, point. Oops. Yeah, it, it, it's brutal. real bad. Holy shit. Yeah, but that that's kind of the problem with this is that like every time you try and uh, allow for more traffic somewhere, it costs you somewhere else. Uh, and it's very, very difficult to work around that. Why don't they just add a lane? <laughs> add a lane. Just, yeah, no, the, the most Saudi possible solution to this is to issue every pilgrim a Segway. And just like have like, an individual. Yeah. I want a yeah, just, just have like one of those little airport people movers with like the individual pods. And you just like go around on a rail and like throw stones out of the window. Can't you do the Hajj on the off season? Or, or... Uh, no, the, there no. is, there's, there's one month for it. Uh, which That's is Jesus? Oh come yeah. on! I thought there was like an exhibition Hajj or something. Yeah, if if you do it any other time of year, it's an Umrah, which is still good, but it's not the thing that you absolutely positively have to do once if you can. Uh, so every year, uh, for one month, the population of Mecca uh goes up by like fifty times. Uh, they they have a metro by the way, since we're doing like a train podcast that's literally it's almost never used apart from one month and then it's just like Japanese style dudes pushing people into carriages wow good lord yeah I was looking at google maps at at Mecca and I was like this seems like uh, Islamic Pittsburgh just the general layout <laughs> of the city uh, yeah <laughs> it, well it's it, it's Pittsburgh but then the Saudis built Las Vegas on top of it so you have this giant nice. clock tower just <laughs> looming over the Masjid al-Haram. It's, it's very, very ugly. Uh, it's also still like all of the expensive modern stuff like the Jamarat Bridge or the tent city at Mina uh, still kills a bunch of people. 
because they cut corners or they don't engineer things well. And yeah, I, I feel like the, the Hajj is kind of a, a whole episode in itself. Uh, Honestly, yeah, that would be a good episode. So mm. yeah, we'll have to do that at some point. All right. So yeah, st uh, stay tuned for that and like a, a video compilation of people uh, falling off of Mount Ararat. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just a hill. It's fine. It's just you, you <laughs> end up crowd surfing. Is the thing. Oh, that sounds very relaxing. Hmm. And yeah. one of the things about like crowd control in terms of crushes is a lot of times you know uh, people, especially the media, may try and blame individuals in the crowd for causing the problem. No. Right? Oh, yeah, it's, it's not like the, um, the, the fucking the fucking Saudis love doing this. Every time there's something uh, at, at on Hajj, they're always like, "Oh, well, it was because there's Iranians." Yeah, you know, <laughs> they don't know how to queue or whatever. <laughs> with, their, with their like swarthy Shia ways, they just yeah, it's it's wild. They just, they just don't have respect for uh, yes, you know the, 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 the ancient traditions in quite the way the Saudis do. Um, no, they're, oh, they're, they're all fucking sagging their pants and listening to hip hop. Uh, and yeah, no, it's uh, unacceptable. I don't like these new hip hop uh, uh, Muslims coming to the Hajj these days. Uh, real, real lunch pail, real lunch pail Muslims. Yeah. Uh, Gotta have you that know, coachability. Gotta get your lunch pail, uh, whatever. Not whatever two steps above a Four Seasons is. Yes, very, very down to earth uh, on the Hajj as I'm being mm. fed grapes like hedonism bot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's it, no one has an individual control over a crowd unless you know you're actively doing that. You're the guy doing crowd control, mm. right? They so, they got to give you the vest. Yeah, and it, if you it, have the vest, you can move crowds around. Yeah. Life isn't a hard hat, it's all you need. If you have the vest and something happens, then it's your fault, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we'll get into this with uh, South Yorkshire Police in a bit. Yes. <sighs> so, uh, with that in mind, um, let's talk about the next part of this, which is, what is football hooliganism? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, they, 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 say, they say Britain has no organic culture, but <laughs> who else could have invented the Millwall brick, folding up a newspaper so that you can sneak it through stadium security and using it as brass knuckles. <laughs> That's incredible. That's, see, necessity being the mother of invention. Uh... Absolutely. So, football hooliganism, you know, it's basically like, you know, football fans who like fighting other football fans. And mm -hmm. it's most basic. Sometimes yeah. it's political. Um, you know, like, there's, mm -hmm. there's football clubs yeah. associated with, like, fascists or anti-fascists. Or... Oh sure, like uh, fucking Livorno, who we should all stand for being like anti-fascist kings. Oh yeah, those yes. guys. Or, or say yeah, or... the old firm, Celtic and uh, yes, Rangers, Celtic or the Cel Rangers. Yes, Cel Celtic fans always very intersectional. Uh, when we were playing Lazio uh, last year, we uh, got fined because we showed the Lazio fascist fans a big banner. Of Mussolini hanging upside down. Yes, you did. So. <laughs> yes, you did. Ah, uh, the one time uh, I've been uh, to paradise, I was in the jungle, and it was both the most exhilarating and absolutely fucking terrifying thing I've ever experienced. It fucking mm. rolled. Come on, you boys in green, etc. So yes, uh, <laughs> yeah. football hooliganism. It's yeah. it's a land of contrasts. Protestants but, deserve it. Of course, we're talking about the 1980s, uh, and a lot of it is just racism. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Um, and for, I guess, an equivalent in the United States of America, I, I don't know that we have a real equivalent, 
closest thing I could think of is uh, if you imagine um, college football, know, college football. But also I was thinking um, if anyone's heard of the infamous 10 cent beer night. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you so. finally achieved an almost British level of average <laughs> drunkenness. Yes, that was a 1974 Cleveland Indians game. They were playing the Texas Rangers. It was five to five in the ninth inning. But of course, everyone was wildly un intoxicated off 10 cent beers. Please keep in mind. Who could have seen this coming? These were 12 ounce pours of 3.2% ABV beer. Um, <laughs> just, oh God, and, just the like torrent of beer piss coming down <laughs> the stairs. <laughs> oh yeah. So, you know, a bunch of wildly intoxicated fans rushed the field uh, in the ninth inning. So imagine that, but imagine it happening to some extent every game. Yeah, what, what about, like, uh, uh, hockey? You have, like, you riot when you win the Stanley Cup or whatever, right? Like, yeah, lose true, it. Yeah. What, you, you mean uh, when my team, the Boston Bruins, uh, won Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final in Vancouver, uh, depriving Canadians of being the best in the world at their own goddamn sport. Uh, <laughs> and a bunch of pissed-off Canadians were like, oh, I can't believe our really good team collapsed out of nowhere, even though it was going to do that all season. Nah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of like that. It's kind of like the the hockey thing where you like set fire to your own city, but also the other team that? is in on it too. <laughs> yeah, go birds, go birds. <laughs> are, are we not moving on until I say go birds too? Yeah, you like have to. Yeah, come on, yeah. let's go, go birds. Thank you, Alice. Thank you, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> so. So there were a couple of, uh, uh, like, there was a sort of moral panic about hooliganism in the 1980s, right? So some of it was kind of justified, and some of it wasn't, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, before, before the incident we're going to talk about today, there was a previous incident involving the Liverpool uh, Football Club, their supporters in, uh, what is it, Hazel? Heisel. 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 I can't yeah, pronounce anything. The fucking Dutch. I, yeah. Ugh, I hate the Dutch. So they, they <laughs> the the fans uh, rushed a barrier to attack uh, Juventus fans, right? And mm -hmm. those fans ran away, and then they crushed into a concrete wall, and that killed thirty nine people. And you know the only way this crush was alleviated was when the wall fell over, right? Well, yeah, well it, was, it was real bad. Yeah, uh, I one thing one thing I should say about like class and hooliganism and stuff is that this wasn't just like random fans it was always kind of organized in some sense like there would be uh quote unquote supporters clubs like legitimate businessmen's associations or whatever that would <laughs> uh that would organize and seek out violence and so like you can have uh a, a football game with like the majority of people going to it being totally unaware of the existence of this fucking uh kumite style martial arts tournament <laughs> on the side of it yeah it's it's weird i i i don't know that we have ultras are a hell of a thing yeah yeah oh yeah I, it's it's weird though because like in civil disorder where uh like society breaks down or whatever football ultras uh like football hooligans uh often end up being paramilitaries just because they're very well suited to doing that already uh it happened during uh the egyptian revolution uh in ukraine uh, a bunch of other times. So, it, for for good or ill, they're kind of this this weird, organized, violent, uh, political force. That sounds yeah. mostly for ill. 
yeah, it, it is mostly for real. I just, I just really, I, I don't, I, yeah, no, I, I, I don't want to fucking uh, throw Celtic under the bus. Is the thing. Thanks, so I'm being quite, you. quite circumspect here. Yes, we're all beat up by football hooligans at the end of this episode. <laughs> They're already tracking yeah. us. The funniest fucking thing in the world to me is the, uh, oh god, the the Americans who try to like take on the uh, the dressings of hooliganism. So you have mm. people fighting over clubs that were created out of whole cloth, like I don't know, two weeks ago. But it's it's, it's weird so because like funny. your 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 actual fascists managed to like try and fight the like aesthetic style of British football hooligans for a while, like. Before he went all suit and tie, um, Richard Spencer was very into like Stone Island and the kind of haircut and stuff. That well, of course he was, fucking was. Yeah, it was straight out of like eighties Millwall. It was wild. Wasn't there? Isn't there a football club in uh, America which is is was getting like fined or like you know just generally like you know that the their supporters were you know taking up the iron front as their. Um, yeah, uh, oh, one yeah, of the Sounders, the Sounders or the Timbers, yeah. Yeah, it was Sounders for sure. Uh, I don't know, f football football, and like, the class character of football is very different in the UK. It's like, for a, like, a long time it's been like the working class sport, and it's been kind of gentrified since then. But at the time we're talking about, in the 70s and 80s, we're talking about like, the... Northern towns, particularly in inner city areas that are undergoing brutal privatization and deindustrialization, there's nothing else to do except fight people. Uh, and it's this kind of uh, terrifying um, sort of working class phenomenon to a lot of respectable conservatives. Well, I guess that ties into the next thing, which is like Mar Margaret Thatcher, of course. Gross. Uh... Ugh. tries to assemble like this sort of war cabinet uh against football hooliganism this is like oh, in does. right <laughs> tries to implement a bunch of like stiff jail terms uh you know other other heavy-handed punishments i don't think she gets any of them through no but, but it, it speaks to the kind of instinct in government um yeah, there was a moral panic going on right so you for know, sure there's more police at matches and there's more like you know every fan is suspect you know yeah, which still some of that still lingers. Like if you um if you go to a football game in the UK, like a a big one, uh, the amount and the kind of the nature of the policing there is very very uh, I I I think you will be surprised by it if you haven't grown up with it. Like just seeing fucking like uh armored fucking riot police and like cops on horses and stuff, physically escorting columns of fans to the stadium and back. It's yeah, it's. That this stuff has a long, long memory in football. Um, I went to I went to an exhibition match um, in mm. in um, what was it uh, that played Harrison, New Jersey. It was uh, yeah. it was a it was a Bayern Munich uh, game. I think it was Bayern Munich and Real Madrid. Um, and and they uh, the 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 security. I I brought my bag because I had stuff to bring right. Mm. And, and what they happened? searched my bag, and they made me get rid of a screwdriver in there. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like, this is this is a lot of security. I'm not gonna. What am I gonna do with the screwdriver? I mean, obviously, I could stab someone with it. 
That's exactly what they were gonna. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah. No, I was like, I was like very angry. I, I hid it in a bush and I got it back afterwards. So uh, I did that, anyway. or we did that uh, when my friend and I, or your friend and mine, went to uh, drove from Pennsylvania down to beautiful Oxford, Mississippi, to see Ole Miss play Fresno State. And they wouldn't let us take our bag in, which we, which like was genuinely to us, un, like goddamn unbelievable. And uh, and we were so aghast, and we ended up doing this thing. We just threw it in a bush. We're like, oh fuck, well, like come back for it later. And the guy's like, it ain't gonna be there when you come back. And lo and behold, it was there when we came back, because I assume everybody at that at that game was way too fucking intoxicated to even know what a backpack was. Sound off. Sound off in the comments with your favorite way to like evade security. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part is that the metal detectors at the Wells Fargo Center aren't ever turned on. I like, but, like it. the shit. The shit you can get away with in uh, continental Europe in their like, especially like Central and Eastern Europe, their football games is wild. Like you'll just routinely see like fucking road flares coming onto the pitch. Oh, I love uh, that shit. Like <laughs> a, a, officials getting like batteries thrown at them and stuff. Who uh, would yeah. do that? We we do that. Yeah, who would do that? <laughs> Santa Claus is an official technically, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so um all right, so let's just keep in mind there's sort of a moral panic about hooliganism going on sort of in this era. Right. Okay. So, uh, now, uh, let's sort of talk about the events leading up to this disaster. I like, um, mm. I like, I got my, um, I got my John Madden thing back. Oh, oh you got your John Madden. Oh, no, I don't. No, I don't. Oh. Already, already, yeah. Yeah. I like how they just have an Look at those shorts. hydraulic pumps <laughs> up here. Oh, that fucking like the the advertising hoardings of British football games are yeah just insane stuff. It's like either do you want to buy insurance or do you want to buy like a zamboni or something? Uh, I would like a zamboni. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you interested in like prefabricated concrete sections? Yes. Uh, because yeah, because we'll fucking advertise that to you. And then the shirt sponsors like yeah, there's a scrapyard uh, down here. That yeah, they're advertising. And absolutely. And then especially in the lower leagues, like you'll just find out that the team uh being sponsored uh is being sponsored by somebody who's like paid enough to get their name, their company name on the jersey, and the <laughs> name is fucking, I don't know, like sex toy dildos for sale.com. It's just yeah, incredible. This is this team is sponsored by Jeff. Just some guy <laughs> named Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> what well, what is what is Sug Sport Sug? I, all of this is baffling. I want some engineers cutting tools. Yes, I like that. This is a plumbing, ventilation, heating, and air conditioning. Yeah, basic. Basically, you have all of the people that Grover should have hired to make Grover House (laughs) advertise on one side (laughs) of a football stadium. All right. So, uh, leading up to the disaster, right? This is uh, this this is this game was gonna fifteenth of April in nineteen eighty nine, right? This is a Liverpool versus Nottingham Forest, right? Yep. Two kind of scrappy clubs at this point, I guess. Um, like, Forest uh, coming off a kind of good decade and at the beginning of a long, long, slow decline. Uh, but the, uh, they both still have this reputation of being, like, I don't know, scary working class thing. Like, it, 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 the thing is, it's difficult because now 
the Premiership, and especially like something like Liverpool, that's an international brand, and like you see people wearing Liverpool jerseys and stuff. It did not used to be like that in in the eighties. And then they got uh, that Red was... Sox money, yeah, buddy. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was it was much less clean and much less corporate at this time. So this is held in Hillsborough, right? It's neutral ground. This is neither of the team's stadium. And, of course, because of our hooliganism, moral panic, uh, the fans are completely segregated from each other, right? They have two separate entrances for supporters of either football club, right? Yeah, so, and like I say, you'll have the cops, like, walk them from the stadium in, like, a big fucking kettle. Uh, well, this is appropriate English. Nottingham Forest came from the east, Liverpool came from the west, none has a chance to fight each other. Um, and there's limited access to the turnstiles as a result, especially for Liverpool, right? Um, and this turned out to be a very crowded game, right? And the crowds at the turnstiles for Liverpool were dense enough that, you know, they were at, they were at a point where they couldn't even turn people away from the turnstiles because there was nowhere for them to go. Like, if you, if you had the wrong ticket or you didn't have a ticket and you got as far as the turnstiles, they couldn't send you away. Oh, sweet. There were so, too many yeah, people. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. This is a life hack. <laughs> yes. Not a good one. No. This is more of an end of life hack. Yeah. Mm. So. Really thought that uh, was going to land better. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's, uh, I guess, look at the plan here, right? Uh, this is the Liverpool side, right? So, we got some perimeter gates out here, right? And you get the turnstiles here and additional turnstiles over here, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, to get into pen three and pen four over here, you had to go through this tunnel, right? Yeah. And these, these pens are not like modern seating, right? Because, number no. one, they're not seating. Standing room no. only. Seats are, seats are for real people. Uh, if you're in the world, you just have to stand. Yeah. Yes. Seats are aspirational. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what, what you might... It's, it's just going to be like terraced steps, and if you're lucky, you might have like a railing to lean on. Mm -hmm. uh, probably not, though. Oh, it's good. It sounds safe. It sounds yeah. very safe. There was essentially no crowd control going on here, right? So fans were coming in, they were going into the tunnel, they were going into pen four and pen three, and they they weren't really, you know, spreading out at all. You know, they were they were just back there, right? Mm. Like when you get people onto a train or something. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's always the announcement that says move to the middle of the train, and then people just don't do that. No, they do not, bastards. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> So, uh, no normally the, the police sort of coordinated moving people over to go, like, into Pen 6 or Pen 7 or, you know, elsewhere. I don't know how you got the Pens 1 and 2. This is not obvious from the diagram, right? But I don't think it was obvious to anybody there, either. Like, it's a weirdly laid-out stadium, and the fact that you have it in this kind of this neutral ground means that nobody there who's there as a supporter knows oh, it. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. I hadn't thought of that either, but yeah. So, uh, normally the police sort of coordinated crowd control like this, but today they didn't really do that. You know, they're they're oh, really good. focused on preventing hooliganism rather than focused on 
controlling the crowd, right? Well, I mean, the the cop brain isn't capable of doing like holding two things in the same the same brain pan at the same time. You can either uh fucking hit somebody with a truncheon if they look like they're gonna punch anyone, or like do any crowd control. But you can't do both. Can't do both. No, it's uh, as you know, impossible. So the game started about ten minutes early, or at least that's okay. when the fans started hearing. You know, cheers inside because the players had come out onto the pitch, right? Um, the police asked for, you know, the kickoff to be delayed about 20 minutes to get everyone in slowly and safely. That was denied. Game started as usual. Right? Oh, terrific work. Like whomst? Just like the, the, the match officials or what? I think it was the match officials because I think it was a big televised game. So, you know, they didn't want mm. to so lose. You've got to start on time, yeah. Yeah. To alleviate the big, the big crowd at the turnstiles. Keep in mind, there is basically a crush forming around here, and around here, and around here. Right? They decided that these various exit gates, which are over here, over here, and over here, should be opened. Right? To a allow people to leave who shouldn't be there, but also b <coughs> just to let people in. Right? Oh, right. letting more people in, awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And and having envisioning this kind of bi-directional traffic where people are coming in and going out through the same gates. I, oh, yeah. I, do we have pictures of these gates? Because I remember them being pretty like narrow too. Uh, uh, well, one of the things we can do is we can play that clip you said we should play. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So uh, let me do that. Let me open one of the things. Let me let me introduce this while you find it. One of the okay. things uh, I found was um, some of the uh, police communications between uh, you see the control box down there in the stand where the like the senior police officers are trying to manage all of this and the police actually at the turnstiles busy like trying to decide who's a club or whatever. With um, the trench, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, uh, being like, we we have to open this gate because people are going to die otherwise. Uh, because they're, you know, pressed up against these turnstiles that you can only get through one by one. Um, it's a very confusing situation, by all accounts. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the clip. I am digging I this. That didn't work. Oh, here we go. That's a big crowd pop Dude, Holy shit, yeah. yeah. Look how fucking packed together they are. Very, very, very low quality CCTV, but you know. Oh, you didn't have as many pixels back then. <laughs> yeah. This part of Britain hadn't switched over to color yet because of austerity. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Yeah, and this is still outside, right? Like the these yeah. are these are the perimeter gates that we're seeing on the left hand side. These are just the perimeter gates. Holy shit. Yeah, because the, these will be the turnstiles in the foreground. Uh and so you can see like like one person at a time getting through each one. Yeah. 
That's we get Liverpool mixed up with Knox Forest, we're going to have serious trouble. Is, yep. Uh, no. So, yeah, no. Yeah. This, this part is after. This is like in the yeah. in the actual pitch. We'll get to that in a second. That's Jesus fuck. Yeah, that. Holy shit. Yeah, you know, you know something's really bad when somebody Good says, God. how many ambulances, and they say, oh, well, how many have you got? Yeah. How many you got, yeah. <laughs> Good God. selling it a bit yeah I, I the thing i'm struck by is uh the first ambulance that made its way in just driving straight onto the pitch and having to like move through this crowd yeah, exactly yep and like what the fuck are you gonna do there just... all right let's hope the uh let's hope the independent doesn't sue us um for yeah co co copyright strike number two on the same video you can get red light uh, after disney fuck you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so we kind we kind of yeah we kind of jumped the gun there. I didn't realize that was gonna go as as long as it did. Yep. I just wanted the um uh the turnstile footage, but oh yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do some editing. Fine. Um, <laughs> the editing is you say we'll do some editing, and then we don't. Then like, I just do don't actually edit. do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like the rushes for a movie where it says like a uh, shot to come. Where you say we have to do some editing, the audience has to imagine that editing has gone on in the final product. Scene missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please stand by. <laughs> the, the Doctor Who episode that got ridden over. <laughs> it's just Rod saying, did, fix did... it in post. <laughs> why did we only record these podcasts on individual VHS tapes and then leave them in a basement for 50 years? <laughs> So we have all these these serious design flaws. Once they open these gates, fans really start like just rushing into the tunnel, right? Because that's like the mm -hmm. most obvious spot to go. They don't know that there's other ways into other pens and how crowded pen three and pen four are, right? And and there's a crush behind them. Like we saw yeah. that. That's you want to get away from that. Yeah, so. out of the frying pan and into the fire. Yeah. Mm. So Jesus. putting a mile. This away. is this is a view from. Uh, 
that this is a view from the uh uh from from the pitch into pens three and four, right? It almost looks comical, but like it's not a good situation. Holy I'm, fuck! I'm I'm definitely I'm going with Bruegel painting again, or like fucking Hieronymus Bosch. You know the fucking yeah. travails of the damned over here. It's horrifying. Mm-hmm. So uh, this whole incident was caught on live TV. Good, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll I have some legal knowledge about this that we'll get to when we get to the like aftermath of this. Uh, it it being on TV is important to, uh, well, English law afterwards. So the fans are streaming into pens three and four pretty quickly, right? Uh, the crush barriers inside the pens give way, and that means all the fans get pressed into the anti-hooligan fencing, right? Mm-hmm. So this, this fencing is all, like, abnormally reinforced. Yeah, so you yeah. can't climb it. Yeah, it's, so you can't it's climb it, Something like it, right? 12 feet tall. Uh, and it be- like bends inwards at the top too, um, so that you can't, I guess, climb onto the pitch and go and fist fight people. Which is, yeah, I-, I don't know that that was a proportionate response to that risk, but that's what they did, and so that's what people were up against. Well, it certainly kept people from getting out of the pen. Oh yeah, uh, that that worked fantastically. Um, yeah. that, that, the, the fencing in and of itself, not an engineering disaster. The fencing worked very well. It just shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So any fans who were able to climbed over this fencing, uh, onto the pitch, right? And, the uh, Nottingham fans got angry about that. They started jeering and whistling because they thought it was a pitch invasion, right? And the fans are going to come out and they're going to fight the players or something, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it. Uh, one thing is, it's if you see the TV footage, some of which we saw, it's very difficult to even notice what's going on. And some like something about uh, crush injuries that you mentioned about them killing a lot of people very quickly. Um, if when you watch the footage or when you look at stills like this, it's not at all obvious that something is badly wrong until it's really way too late. Right. Yes. Um, so uh, luckily, some of this fencing was not engineered so well it gave way. Right, so people were able to get out that way. And other parts were cut away by the police who saw what was happening. Um, there was also a gate that was forced open to let people onto the pitch. Yeah, so, some of some of the fans, I think, were like, were like able to force their way out through locked gates and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's still really bad, obviously. Imagine trying to do that as whatever amount of people are still on yeah. you. Yeah, um, just like trying to focus on ripping open a fence that's specifically designed not to be tampered with as, you mm-hmm. know, 800 other people are coming to their deaths. That's, that's pretty fucking alarming. Yeah, I mean, yep. to, to, like, force force a padlock gate or something when you not only can't breathe, but you also don't, like, have any room to move. I, I don't know how uh, anybody managed to open anything. Yeah. But, uh, it's just, yeah. just a sheer force of bodies yeah, exactly. against the gate, sure, you know, yeah. at that point. Uh, and that's terrifying too, because you got to imagine like people are trying to coordinate. Because obviously, one person's probably not going to be able to do it. Trying mm-hmm. to coordinate that again as they're basically being crushed to death. Yeah, Jesus fuck. Some of the fans were pulled to safety by the crowds in the stands above the pens. You'll never walk yeah, alone. Which should not be possible. Like you're basically you're climbing on top of people, uh, like stacked quite deeply to even be able to reach that. Yeah. So, some of the officials seem to think this is a pitch invasion, or they at least recognize what's going on. 
There's a 30-minute postponement of the game, which is ordered, so, you know, folks aren't streaming in the back anymore. But at this point, the damage is done, right? This is about 3.10 or so, I think, when this happens. The game yeah. started at 3. Fuck. Mm. Just like like that. Yeah. yeah. That's the crazy thing to me. When we talked about it in the ferry, too, and you mentioned, you know, you're dead 10 minutes after you hit the water, just how quickly these things happen uh, mm -hmm. is, is kind of terrifying to me just by itself. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't imagine the kind of presence of mind that would allow you to even really understand what was happening to you. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Just, just, just in terms of like your own ability to perceive risk and perceive the situation, you are kind of stuck in your own head. You can't see anything. Right, because um, there's bodies I, yeah. all around you, yeah. yeah. That's what's happening with the, the gate, you know, the sheer coordination required to break that thing open, and then you have to coordinate with everybody else, who presumably is also having a panic response. That's mm -hmm. that's unfucking real to me. Here's some more. Here are some of the highly pixelated fans being uh, taken out of the uh, pens below. You can see one of the the advertisements we saw earlier, just to give you uh, an idea of where we are. Um, yeah, you know, here's you can see how far yeah. above that is. Here's yeah. Presto Engineers cutting tools. Um, oh, well, that's a fucking bitter irony, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I know, right? And yeah, there's there's Presto I, I, engineers I love to, like, cutting tools. Fucking ride to safety from a shipwreck on a big advertising hoarding for lifeboats. <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> you yeah. never know. Just, <laughs> it, 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 it's fine. We'll, we'll use the uh, the big billboard for fire extinguishers as a fire blanket. Yeah. So the the whole incident lasted. No more than ten minutes, right? And it left uh, ninety-six people dead and seven hundred and sixty-six injured. Uh, and two of those people injured were in a persistent vegetative state. Um, yeah, yeah. The the last the last one died. I think something like fifteen twenty years later. Oh, yeah. Jesus. So afterwards, um, there was a, a report issued. Uh, sort of an inquiry into what happened, right? That was the Taylor report put together by. Well, not well, not an inquiry is the thing. The the families wanted an inquiry, but oh. a public inquiry is like a, a different, uh, more. It, it has more powers to like compel evidence and stuff. Oh. And the government very fiercely resisted that, and so you ended up with this first report that was kind of this whitewash. They only got bullied into doing a public inquiry into Hillsborough literally the last five years. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah but even no, even um, the, the the Taylor report, you know, it it estimated okay, there's about three thousand people in these pens, which uh, had an official capacity of twenty two hundred and a more likely safe capacity of around seventeen hundred people. Um, and they just said straight up, even in this first report, which is the whitewash, it said you know police failed to adequately control and direct the crowd. Putting um, it mildly. Yeah. Yep. That the kickoff should have been delayed to allow for crowd control, um, which had happened in prior uh, matches at the stadium. Uh, this report also recommend doing away with standing room terraces entirely. Which... Yes, which they did, and it's it's been kind of a mixed bag. Um, it it's part of a a, a lot of like. A, a series of packages for stadium safety that were absolutely necessary and also bankrupted a lot of small clubs uh, just for like refitting entire stadiums being very expensive. 
um that they're kind of bringing it back now there is quote unquote safe standing yeah uh i yeah we'll see how that works i guess so it makes going to the football more expensive because now you gotta buy a seat yep Yep. yeah makes it makes it more expensive uh more sort of genteel for better and worse um and also is is not very good if you're a small club yeah, this this report also sort of discredited um, so-called aggregating factors, right? You know, there's ideas that you know this this was caused because the crowd was all full of drunkards, right? And the drunkards caused the crush, or you know, the whole bunch of people had tried to get in without tickets, right? Yeah. The, the, the Antifa style thugs had yeah. like incited uh, an MS13 style attack or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And this was you know, so the police could rationalize their loss of control. Ultimately, right? who would do that? How yeah. the, oh police. the police? The no. police being dishonest. I I don't believe it. No. Incredible. Yeah, I've watched local news, and the police are very nice and honest <laughs> and upstanding. I just it's it's so uh fucking uh, tragicomic that the cop instinct to lie and blame somebody else and be like, oh, you see what I have to deal with when you fuck up leads to on the one end this where you kill a hundred people and on the low end like trying to get a barista fired because you wrote pig on your own starbucks cup i <laughs> that's so i fucking don't know how to explain that that continuum of behavior the cop brain is very confusing to me um, yeah, I, I don't i don't understand the cop mentality it's it 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 it, it, it for will forever be a closed book to um the, the wise and learned scholars that we are. Yeah, yeah, that's um, us. <laughs> so, so now, despite that, despite the fact that even the first report, which was you know supposed to be the whitewash report, completely discredited, you know, all these ideas of aggravating factors, you know, being the primary cause, you know, their secondary causes at best, and completely meaningless, most likely, because you know this wasn't a particularly drunk crowd, right? No. Um. Well, the, as as evidenced by the fact that so many of them were able to save themselves, yeah, uh, yeah, that that's got to be fucking a lot more difficult if you are drunk and intent on violence rather than like I don't know, just trying to go to the football and in possession of your own faculties. But these ideas gained a lot of traction thanks, in no part, to the sun, the scum, uh, oh, fucking awful. The worst of fucking shit. newspaper Garbage on is... the face of the fucking earth. Complete One thing is... I will say, I, I don't know if, <laughs> if if I don't know if this has been proven. So I'm I'm being slightly tentative here. But South uh, South Yorkshire Police in the 80s, like you think cops are bad now anywhere? Just insanely dirty, like. What you think of as like a fucking like rural Louisiana parish sheriff's office kind of corruption, uh, and so it, it absolutely is not beyond the realm of possibility to say that this front page came straight from the police to the Sun and the Sun Prince. Oh yeah, Gordon Sykes. Uh, uh, he was well, the one. Howdy, sheriff. Yeah, Gordon Sykes is the one. Uh, <laughs> he was the police inspector who uh, uh, made those claims about pickpocketing the dead. Yeah. 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 
But it's, it's fine, though, if you're a Sun journalist, because you have a source for it, and, you know, a, a police officer wouldn't lie. No, so no. You, you, don't ha you don't have to do any journalism. You can just <laughs> say this, and you can attribute it, and then you can move on with your life. Yes. Yes, we are. Um, That's how journalism works. If you have absolutely. a source, it's real, it happened. Yes. Absolutely. I, 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 do, I do want to, to highlight, like, one of the um one of the consequences of the Hillsborough disaster was Liverpool always been a very uh working class city, always been a very politically active and mobilized city with a strong sense of its own identity, which is why it irritates Tories so much. Uh wow. because they think they're like entitled and whiny and stuff. Uh but like one of the absolute community solidarity in the wake of this led to not only campaigning for a public inquiry for fucking 30 years and getting it, but also a total lockout of the sun in Liverpool. You Basically, you cannot buy that paper in Liverpool. Uh, because whether or not the newsagent wants to sell it or not, no one buys it. Uh, it, it just has an absolutely uh, like n close to zero readership in Liverpool to this day. And I, I think that's the only correct response to yeah. something like this. One of my favorite things. Yeah, there's there's oh. a silver lining to every cloud. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. One of my favorite things is that I'm actually uh, part of the whatever U.S. Uh, Liverpool supporters Facebook group. And it's funny because every so often you will just see someone who's an American who has like, you know, not a ton of like reason to be speculating or talking about this on just going full bore over how pissed mm. off they are like on vacation in London to even see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, d hating the sun becoming part of uh, Liverpool and Liverpool Football Club's identity is one of the best things that could have that could have happened because they deserve every inch of it. So so this article as we can see headlined the truth, you know. Mhm. Mm very large front page spread on, you know, uh one of uh Britain's Respected tabloid uh, newspapers. Yeah, I, I I think had the highest readership in the UK at that point. I, uh, I, I can't fucking believe British journalism just in general. <laughs> yeah, but the Sun is the worst. That's a doozy. Yes. Yeah. So they they mentioned like oh drunken Liverpool fans viciously attacked rescue workers as they tried to revive victims. You know, they said yeah. police officers, firemen, and ambulance crew were punch kicked and urinated upon. Liverpool fans <laughs> pickpotted the pickpocketed the dead. You know, and of course, you know they got these. They they editorialize a bit here. You know, some fans urinated on the brave cops. Um, oh, of hmm. course. Fans beat up. PC's a police constable, right? Yes. Okay, giving uh, the kiss of life. I don't know if I want which... that. <laughs> yeah, that that I think they literally had to change it to like mouth to mouth resuscitation or rescue breath because kiss of life sounded too sus. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Fellows, is it gay to save someone's life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now the editor is it Calvin McKenzie? Kelvin. Kelvin. Is it really Kelvin? Yeah. Huh. Of course it is. It is his name There's is about where Kelvin we are. McKenzie. Kelvin yeah. McKenzie apologized for this front page in 1993. Then in 2006, he unapologized for it. Oh fuck! Uh, yeah, that's, on, a, that's a very 
that's a very posting move to be like, actually, when I said this was wrong, fuck you. I yeah. The um the son did try to like rebuild that bridge by fuck I think him. in uh after the the inquiry came out, they had another front page that was like the real truth, where they were like talking about um Liverpool supporters like providing first aid to each other and stuff and predictably and joyfully liverpool just told them to go fuck themselves again so nice uh Good. yeah i absolutely absolutely do not forgive uh the sun for anything yes so this is not the only crappy media portrayal of the uh incident right afterwards a lot of uh newspapers tried to link it to hooliganism and drunkenness um but this is certainly the most infamous of them mhm yeah i you have uh, South Yorkshire police going on a like uh, years long campaign of disinformation and smears to try and like burnish their own reputation. Oh, of course. Why would they not? Mm-hmm. The, the, they would never yeah. do anything wrong. Yeah. No. And then, uh, you know, sort of the aftermath after this. Um, so, Premier League football stadiums are now all seats, there's no standing room, right? Yeah. Most of the lower leagues, too, even still. Mm hmm. There's there's uh, certain moves towards or experiments with safe standing where there's a railing on every row, um, you know, and that has yeah. some protection against crushing. And it's probably I mean, the, the, stricter the biggest, capacity limits. Yeah, the, the the biggest protection against repeating this is just taking down the fucking twenty foot razor wire fences from the front of the um, the front of the pitch. And yeah, no, yeah. so that that's gone. Pens are gone. Um, uh, that absolutely needed to happen. Uh, standing itself, uh, hard to say one way or the other. Um, later on, the uh, Hillsborough Independent panel was uh, yep. commissioned. Um, you know, and they found that Liverpool fans were in no way responsible for the disaster. Lack of police control was, and you know, there was some there was some uh, debate as to whether. Lives might have been saved with better emergency service coordination. Um, they also yeah, found I... that 164 witness statements had been altered. Um, of those statements, no! 116 were amended to remove or change negative comments about the South Yorkshire police. Including, my favorite detail of this, including statements taken from South Yorkshire police officers. Uh, <laughs> they Jesus fucking... Christ doctored the statements of their own guys who were like, we did this wrong, to say, actually, no, we didn't, and lied about it for decades. It's just breathtaking. Fucking and th- this, this only came out, like, the independent panel only existed because um, the survivors and the relatives absolutely refused to be satisfied by the Taylor report and kept pushing and pushing and pushing through government after government for uh, an independent review into it, and it, they eventually got it. And what they got out of it was this absolute affirmation that South Yorkshire police had been lying through their teeth the whole time at the report. Uh, uh, yeah, it just just incredible. And I believe after that, there was a, a coroner's healing, a coroner's hearing after that, um, yes. which, you know, sort of affirmed everything which had previously been said, and they tried taking a bunch of people to court over it, and no one was actually prosecuted. That's fucking gross. Well, that's, that's, uh, they did prosecute one, finally. They prosecuted, uh, 
I think Chief Superintendent David Duckenfield is his Hell name. Hell of a name. Uh, wow. Yeah, ex- extremely British guy. He was the senior police officer there. He was in the control box, and he was the one who ordered those gates opened. Uh, he they prosecuted him for manslaughter on uh like the grounds of criminal negligence, and he was acquitted of all charges. Of he fucking was. And, yeah, mm. so. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, a jury decided that there was like reasonable doubt about whether or not he was criminally negligent to do that. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna second guess them. But uh, I can, I can uh, do that. I, 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 I mean, I guess, I guess there's reasonable doubt. You know, maybe he didn't know sure. that no one was gonna direct them to the other pens. Mm. Like everyone was gonna shove into the same single space. But like. Everyone was going to shove into the same single space. Yeah, well, the, what the fuck you else know? are they going to do, man? I, I know, mm-hmm. I know, I know that like you know we're socialists, and therefore you know the wisdom of the crowd. Uh, but it turns yeah. out that does not, not this fucking apply time. to actual crowds. <laughs> no, if, if if a vanguard party means anything, it is having a guy in a high vis who knows where people should be going. <laughs> yes, uh... <laughs> Lenin in high vis. <laughs> Somebody please Photoshop that yeah, for he's us. Got a, he's got he's got like those big those big lights to use the direct airplanes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <sighs> it's yeah, I it's 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 grim, but I between this and Heisel, those were kind of the two high watermarks of the moral panic about hooliganism. And it did kind of seem to recede after this, just because the obscenity of it was so great that it didn't make sense anymore to um, to kind of stigmatize football fans as this like uh, beer swilling, uh, racial uh, like fistfight sort of monoblock. Um, I I I feel like on some level there was some institutional sense of shame. Which is n- never going to be enough. It certainly wasn't an apology, and it's not going to bring anyone back. And it didn't stop them lying about it to cover their own asses. But I-, I think there was a point where police and the government stopped being able to look people in the eye and say, "Yeah, the problem is hooliganism here exclusively." Small, yeah, because like you know, this this was oh my this, this was caused. You know, uh, this was certainly maybe not caused by anti-hooliganism measures, but it was certainly exacerbated by it. You know, for sure. They're they're so they're so you know concentrated on uh well tr- make sure these people don't kill each other that you know they're not gonna take any actions to prevent them from well killing each other in a different less direct right. violent yes. way. <laughs> you know, but you ha- you have to like yeah you you have to have this sort of disconnect in the cop brain between, oh, what I'm doing is a public safety thing, and oh, what I'm doing is the violence thing that's my actual job, and so I'm just gonna have to, like, herd these people into these cages. Um, it's, yeah, it's very bad. Yeah, I'm gonna go do the uh, black hole of Calcutta, but for, um, <coughs> but for football. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, fucking squeezing more and more people into this fucking thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, that that, I, that I, wasn't I, what I, happened. I, I, I fucking, I, I fucking, I did my best to get yeah. a silver lining out of this to end on, but it's yeah, it's yeah. 
Uh, yeah. I we're all fucking uh, upset now once again. It's the Grenfell thing all over again. It's yeah. gonna be like that when we do Bhopal, so we can't do Bhopal next because we have to do like a palate cleanser where somebody drives a train into a painted-on tunnel and like <laughs> smashes it into a pancake. Yeah, we gotta come up with a, a, a goofy thing to do next because now we've done yeah. two, two yeah. depressing ones in a row. Um, it's an engineering disasters <laughs> podcast, man. Well, this is true. Yeah, true. Well, we, we knew what we were signing up for. Yeah. Now. But, uh, I uh, mean, uh, obviously that, that'll have to wait because, of course, our next episode it will be on the Tacoma Narrows Bridge disaster. Oh, that's less depressing, uh, at least. Well, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm still... You can get really upset about, like, the car with the dog in it. Yeah, the yeah. dog is very sad. Probably a really cute and, dog. Apart from everything else, like, the, the pictures for that one, it's going to involve less acid-washed denim. Mm, this uh, is true. Small, yes. small why, why did everyone... Why did everyone in Britain in the 80s just wear acid-washed denim? Just from top to bottom. Just a... This is like fucking Canadian tuxedo ass country. Very, very, very fancy. Uh, yeah, very fancy the, yeah, yeah. The, the more denim you have, the fancier you are. Duh. Yes. Doing great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we made it. We made it. Uh, All right. So I, I everyone's going to be mad at us for different contradictory reasons. Um, some of us for doing too much sports. Some of us for not doing enough sports. Um, yeah, let's hear it. You yeah. fucks. We're, we're we're all permanently banned from visiting Liverpool because of everything that we've said. Uh, y you might have thought we were taking their side. Eh, well, I wouldn't be so sure. So you'll never walk alone. Uh, ah, I've done it. Yes. I've done yeah. it. There, we're, we're <laughs> Pull, pulling we're it, saved. pulling it back into the yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, I guess that's the end of the podcast. Uh, does anyone want to do a commercial? Uh, I did mine up front. Oh, that's so, true. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, Aren't you all uh, streaming now on Twitch? Yeah, Fancy I, I, I haven't. I haven't, I haven't been doing that yet because I uh, don't want to download Fortnite. But the Twitch link is uh, Twitch.tv/slash Trash Future Podcast. Is it? Is it a Fortnite Twitch? Uh, <laughs> well, so far, so far, that's what we've done. We've been trying to get Riley to do grand strategy, uh, just because people want to see him play uh, fucking. Uh, Victoria 2 or something like that. I see. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Should be good. I, I'm, I'm going to talk them into yeah. letting me do Farming Simulator soon, I think. Oh, that'd be fun. I'd watch that. Hard <laughs> same. Yeah. Um, I guess, what, watch my YouTube channel. Franklin11 is coming it's out coming. soon. I got a it's whole, finally I got coming. A whole yeah, bunch of work assets. done. Yeah. yeah, I got a whole bunch of work done this weekend. Oh boy. I'm so proud of you, uh, buddy. Hmm. Gonna, it's going to be on banking in the early American uh, colonies and the early American Republic. I, oh, a I, Jewish I, man, I, I was saw, not I consulted. saw a musical about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he was just like transcribing the entire libretto from Hamilton into the thing. No, so no. see no. another <laughs> musical. I'm yeah. so fucking you sick just, of you, hearing about Hamilton. You just you you God. have you it have wasn't that good. It wasn't that fucking good. When okay? you when you're making it, can you edit in a single frame of the Tumblr art of the asexual trans boy Thomas Jefferson, because that's just the yeah the most oh. cursed thing to come out of Hamilton. Uh, you think there's like a Hamilton Harry Potter slash fiction? You know there, there is. You know there Ooh, is. Totally. We can read those fanfics totally. on air, and you won't but, but, fight but, me. Singularity, Hamilton Slack, yeah. singularity of woke liberalism. 
<laughs> read another book. Watch another musical. <laughs> Do anything yeah. else. Fuck. What? Yeah. What? Watch. Watch a lesser-known Sondheim, please. I'm begging you. I need someone else to have seen Assassin. Well, go watch Comfortable Way, which is good and about Newfoundland. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. Uh. All right. Play us out with the Ballad of Shogosh. <laughs> yes. Right, that's my that's my commercial. Watch my YouTube channel. Uh, go go to our Patreon too. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, where there's bonus a bonus episode, episode about Grover. I, I have House. a bonus episode update. I do. Uh, I have not forgotten about recording about my own van. Um, I am going home. Uh, on Saturday, possibly Dunati is coming with me. We have to talk about that. Uh, where I will be talking to a friend of mine who was one of the only people to have actually ridden in this van. Uh, before it met its untimely end. You're doing a fucking... You're doing an oral history of your own... Yes, I am. That's incredible. Yes, I am. <laughs> and, uh, so, look forward to that. I'm hopeful that we can record that next week at our normal bat time, normal bat channel. Uh, yeah. I am Liam Anderson. I am at Old Man Anderson on Twitter. Uh... Where was I going with this? Oh yeah, uh, please uh, continue to get real fucking mad in our comment section about the absolute dumbest shit, like the guy who got mad at us 11 episodes in, 11 episodes in, for swearing and going off topic. Uh, because yeah. nothing makes me happier than when fucking morons have no idea about what they're talking about. And I, I guess I'm sorry to that guy for swearing too much. Uh, my bad, Chief, but also get fucked. Also, yeah. the guy who got mad at us for even mentioning the NFL. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, appar apparently, like, even mentioning the NFL, even in a critical fashion, is the same mm. as endorsing the NFL. Yes, yeah. and uh, we're, we are we're NFL all big tankers. friends yeah. of rape culture now, somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we're like, we're like dengists for Roger Goodell. Yeah, Just <laughs> that's us. That's us. Support, we defend the, the shield the on chairman. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Critical great support helmsman. for Dan Snyder. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I do. I do not have critical support for Dan Snyder. I do not have any support no. for him. Um. Yeah. Uh. Fucking. So. Yeah. Go birds. Go birds. Justice for the ninety six. Yeah. Um. What else? Um. I think that's it. Go birds. Go birds again. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So now it's time <laughs> for NFL year. chat. Uh, so, uh, yeah, go Titans. I want to see an absolute fucking ragtag bunch of weirdos with a Super Bowl. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. And, uh, go a special Super Bowl episode just to, just to irritate that one guy. Yeah, well, the college football <laughs> championship is on tonight, and, uh, you're a, you're a bad American if you root for Clemson. So, go Tigers. Mm. That's G- G-A-U-X, Tigers. Go. Yeah, that's right. Yes. And pay the All kids. Right. All right. Yeah, pay the kids. <laughs> All right. Good. Yeah, I think right. we're good. We're good that's everybody. a podcast. Bye, everybody. That is a podcast. Bye.